to hear an anointed, powerful word that will change your life from Treasure Coast Victory Center. Be blessed as your faith goes from one level of glory to another level of glory. Amen. Woo he is Mashiach. We say it in Hebrew, Mashiach, the anointed one. Mm -mm. Those people that she, she ministers to, they don't know that Mashiach has come. The breaker has come. The deliverer, the redeemer, the restorer has come. And because of him, we know who we are. So he's not alone. We possess a breaker anointing. We possess a breakthrough anointing. Greater is he in me, hallelujah, than he is in the whole world. And I'm just going to declare this. Let God arise. Let God arise and let his enemies be scattered. Let God arise in our lands. Let God arise in our businesses. Let God arise in our homes and let the demonic forces be scattered. Because the human beings, whether they be white, whether they be black, whether they be Gentile, whether they be Jew, aren't necessarily our enemies. Christ come, when Christ came, he made that clear. We war not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, powers, mights, and dominions in the heavenly realms. So when I speak about enemies, I'm not talking about my brother or my sister or my neighbor. I'm talking about the demonic spirit realm. Amen. So that scripture was written in the Old Testament, but we have to add our New Testament yes, theology. Yes. Amen. So that we stay on, we, you know, we're, we're, we move on one accord. You're not here. I'm over here, but we're moving in one spirit, one flow, one baptism. Amen. Amen. So let God arise in our worship, in our praise, in our prayer. Let them rise up. Let the Spirit of God well up in each and every one of us today. Hallelujah. Let it create a new reality. Let it create a new hope in and around us. Let it change the atmosphere of our environment. Let it change the, the pocket of our circumstance, our situation, to where we no longer have to feel bound because we've been... What? We've been set free. Amen. We've been healed. Yes. We've been delivered. Yes. We've been taken from one place to another place yes. safely and effectively. Yes. Remember when Jesus was on the boat and he, he declared to his disciples, he says, we're going to the other side. We're going to the other side. Hey, most of us in here have arrived at the other side. We've been saved. We've been healed. We've been set free, and we've been delivered. Amen? We've been delivered. We don't struggle 
with this or with that. We don't struggle with situations because we have learned to cast our cares on the Lord because he cares for you. And he is our burden bearer. He is our big brother. He is our father. He is our helper in the time of need. I'm going to turn to Psalm 68. You guys all right? All right. I'm going to enjoy myself up here. I don't know about you guys, but I'm going to have some fun. I'm going to have some fun declaring the kingdom of heaven in the earth because this is what I was born to do. Hallelujah. Psalm 68. This is a psalm of King David. I'm going to go one through five. Let God arise and let his enemies be scattered. Let them also that hate him flee before thee. I'm declaring that over each and every one of your lives. Every problem, every situation, everything that you might be facing, you might be dealing with, I'm going to declare that the Lord, the breaker, is going to be there today. He's going to be there tomorrow, and you're going to see it dissipate. You're going to see those problems disappear. You're going to see those burdens be removed. Amen? Because God is arising. You're allowing God to rise. You're allowing him to be Lord over your life. You're allowing him to be Lord over your mind. Amen. You no longer live by what? Christ now lives in you. The Messiah. Amen. They're gone. We declare the enemies are gone today. All their, their, their propaganda, their plans... What they try against the people of God are going to be erased because God is arised. As smoke is driven away, verse 2, so drive them away as wax melteth before fire. So let the wicked perish at the presence of God. But let the righteous be glad. Let them rejoice before God. Yea, let them exceedingly rejoice. Hallelujah. Doesn't that make you exceedingly happy? When all your problems, all your difficulties just gone because of the Lord. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Glory. We shouldn't have a problem. It's not a problem that he cannot solve. There is nothing too difficult for our God. Didn't he say that to Abraham? Is anything too hard for the Lord? Is anything too hard? Is anything too difficult? Didn't you see the universe that I laid out? Did I need your help? Did he ask for my help? No, he did it all by himself, all by his holy word. So nothing is too difficult. Hallelujah. Praise the name of the Lord. So as uh, Latasha was saying, Pastor Tom is gone, and he's enjoying time with his family, and we're so glad that he is doing that, and uh, family time is needed today. Amen. Amen. We believe in strong marriages and strong families in this church, and we have an example. We have that example in Pastor Tom and uh, Papa Ted over here, who's a a astute family man and has been for many years. And I like to say myself, I'm the same way. Um, I love my family, and uh, and I strive to love my wife as as Christ loved the church. And uh, people have to see our example. Amen. We have to be believable, and we have to be living it out. Before we're up here. Um, Hallelujah. So he's with uh, his beautiful family. And we're happy about that. We're excited about that. He's been preaching on the anointing. 
Hallelujah on Sundays. How many of you are getting a good dose of the anointing on Sundays? Amen. And they're blessing you over and over again. I tell you, that, that man is, is, is really, uh, he's gone after his call and has been very successful at what the Lord has placed on his heart to do. And we thank God for him. Um, also on Wednesdays, his series, Flesh and Blood. Again, it's going to be another out-of-the-park series. We're, we're all blown away, those of us who sit under that teaching. It's amazing. Do whatever you can to get here on Wednesday. We know it's the middle of the week. You're, you, you know, you're tired. You, you know, you got things to do. You got agendas. You got checklists and stuff. But push that stuff away. Every time the church doors are open, we should strive to be here. Amen. Things come against me, you know, schedules change, this change, you need money, this, whatever. But push that aside and get, get, you know, do whatever you can to get under the word of God so that our minds and hearts can be renewed and changed. Hallelujah. So my wife has taken care of the offering. So what I have, uh, I'm going to uh, minister into uh, declaring the word of God over our life. And I'm going to show you today how when we move into the declarative, that's where the will of God, that's where the power lies. And that's where our power lies. As we release, we talk, we're talking about the anointing. We release that anointing in the atmosphere in which we're born and called to do that, each and every one of us. Amen? Because each and every one of us have a mouth. Each and every one of us know the will of God. We know Jesus Christ. We're saved. We're accepted. We're delivered. But there's some things we just need to tweak uh, change a little bit, shift a little bit, and to, and to uh, move further into perfection. Okay. So this is from um, when the evangelist came to the church, uh, Fielding Cage, Case. He brought us a, a little, um, like a, a mini training series. And uh, those of us who were here and we participated in that uh, class, we were blessed because we, got, we saw people get healed, set free, and delivered. And he shared with us, because he's been all over the world ministering and witnessing the gospel of Jesus Christ. But he gave us his key to success was to stay away from religion when you're out there and to share the love of God and also to share God's healing with people. And people immediately see results. And we, when we went out, we, we saw results. It wasn't the results we were looking for, but how many of you know we don't walk by eyesight? Amen. 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 We know God's word is going to work. That is our confidence. Our confidence lies in what God's word. If we declare somebody healed, then they're, go- they're healed, right. period. There's, there's no, there's no uh, ifs, ands, and buts about it. So we were obedient. We went out. We declared uh, uh, healing in the community. We invited people to Jesus to come to know Jesus. And uh, also, in, in your credit, Ted, we ran into somebody that received a word from you, and they were grateful. His, his name was Bill, Brother Bill. He was sitting in the back at the time you gave him your word. I forgot to tell you that. But I just wanted to share that with you. So that's, that's, that's good. That's letting you know that, that the word of God is working in people's lives because he can recollect uh, the word of God that, that came forth on his life. And it's still having an impact on his life. Hallelujah. Uh, later on that day, uh, when I was on my way home, uh, up on Indrio, there were some men. They were, their, car w- their car was stuck. And it was like three men. And they were on a cell phone. 
And when I pulled up to the car, because the Lord told me to go pray for them and pray, pray for their car, so I was obedient, and I did it, or, or I cooperated, okay? We're cooperating with the Lord. It's not like he's going to beat us up if we don't do it. All right, so I cooperated with the Lord. I flowed in the Holy Spirit, and these guys were flushed, flustered. I mean, one guy, he looked like he had eyes full of hate towards me, so I was getting ready to go in with him. But the Lord said, just pray for the car, right? And I did. I, I said, in the name of Jesus. I said, do you know Jesus? And he said, yeah, yeah, I know Jesus. I said, Jesus wants to fix your car right now. And he looked at me like I was crazy. And uh, so I, I prayed. I, I prayed over the car. I said, Father, in the, in the mighty name of Jesus, we call this car working. And, and I said whatever I said. And I said, go ahead, get in. Start the engine. And uh, he did. And it started up. And then it cut off. And he says, yeah, it's been doing that. It's been doing that all day. And they were hot. They were fl- flustered and fr- uh, frustrated. One guy was, like, looking the other way at me, not paying me no mind, thought I was crazy. So I did it again. I said, you wicked spirit, right. you let go of this car in the mighty name of Jesus. I just declared it, meant it with all my heart. Amen. I said, get in the car and start the car. And he was looking all scared, and that's the problem right there. Stay in faith. You know, you know your, the Lord wants your car uh, working. You didn't buy that car to be broken down on the side of the, hi, uh, the highway. So he did it. He started it up, and it stayed on. It stayed working. I got in my car and left. Glory to God. Amen. But that was that day, you know. Uh, Hallelujah. So these I am's that he gave us, uh, what I did is I left uh, a copy of these outside in the foyer. On the left, there's some documents of, of, uh, that we leave, scriptures and stuff. But I encourage every believer to get a copy of this. If, if you go there and they're out, just let me know. I will make some more copies because it's important. I wouldn't say this. I wouldn't be up here saying this if I didn't think speaking the word of God Training yourself on the word of God until you know it, if it wasn't important. This is what we call spiritual exercise, okay? So a lot of us, we've been practicing certain habits 20 years, 25 years, 30 years. It's going to take some time and some effort to undo all that stuff was already done in us, okay? So you need to take your own time. Coming to church is good. Coming to church is part of it. Getting under the word is good. Hearing the word is part of it, okay? But you have to take some time individually, Okay, five minutes, ten minutes. Tithe your time. We hear about money all the time. Tithe your time to yourself and to your soul. Amen? To your soul and, and speak the word of God over your life. Speak it. Your body needs, needs for you to hear the word of God. Your voice, okay? Because faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God. Amen? All right. So... I am made in the image and likeness of God. I am just like my daddy. That's Genesis 1 and 26. You are a child of God. You're skillfully, you're wonderfully and marvelously made. That's John 1, 12, Psalm 139, 14 through 18. I am loved, precious, forgiven, cleansed, valuable, and I'm his delight. I am a new creation. Old things are passed away, and behold, all things are made new. All right, so that's, it's about 40 of these, um, good, good stuff, and um, yeah, again, I enjoin you to partake in that. Good bread, that's your daily bread, hallelujah, amen, amen. because you can open this Bible, and this Bible can jump at you. How many of y'all know what I'm talking about? Yes. 
You see scriptures, you see thises and thous and thouest, and, and it's like, what is that doing for me? You know, it's like I'm having a, yeah, you need a teacher to get in there and, and to break all that stuff down. So it, it can have you like in a tailspin. So when you have scripture like that, that's already printed out, it's already made out, the teacher read it, the, the prophet went through it already, and it will give you the fruit of what it's saying. Hallelujah. All right, how many of y'all know what I'm talking about? All right, amen. Thank you. All right. All right, so we're talking about Jesus Christ today and the power that he's given us to declare a thing, and it shall come to pass. Okay? Because what the power that God has given Jesus Christ when he brought him from the dead is that he raised him and he seated him in heavenly places far above all principalities, powers, mights, and dominions. Amen? Amen. And, uh, yeah, it happened. It's, it's a reality. So it was prophesied that he would do that thing. Prophesied by the prophets, prophesied by Jeremiah, Isaiah. Isaiah 9 says, Unto us a child was born, and unto us a son was given, and he shall be called Wonderful. He shall be called Counselor. He shall be called Prince of Peace, Mighty God, Everlasting Father. And unto his government there shall be no end. Hallelujah. He's coming in the lineage of David, and the zeal of the Lord of hosts will perform that. Okay, these these things were written by Messiah thousands and and, well, actually in in that particular case, about 800 years before Jesus even came. Is 800 years a long time? Yes, it's a very long time. But the prophets, prophets by the Spirit of God can prophesy that because God knew one day there will be people trying to duplicate. They would try to imposter. They would try to lie and take the place of the Messiah. But in order to be Messiah, you must fulfill certain things. You must fulfill prophecy and you must fulfill Scripture and also certain things that he did. Did he heal the blind? Yes, he did. Did he raise the dead? Yes, he did. Was he born of a virgin? Yes, he was. Hallelujah. Did he cleanse the leper? Did he ride into Jerusalem? Was he crucified on a cross? Come on, I'm talking about our Lord today. Huh? Our Jesus, our Messiah. He did all those things with the prophets told and foretold that he was going to do. He did it. But that wasn't it. Him dying on the cross wasn't it. Him being raised from the dead wasn't it. It said he was raised and seated in heavenly places, far above all principalities, powers, mights, and dominions, and over every name. He's over COVID today. He's over depression today. He's over lack of hope today. Hopelessness, fearless, being full of fear, pride, doubtful, hatred, strife, variance. Over every name, every name that you can think of, he's over it. He's Lord of all. But the great news is, saints, we're over everything too. What manner is this? What manner of God would do that? Would come to earth and die for us while we were yet sinners. While we crucified him to the cross, while we mocked him, lied on him, spat on him, betrayed him, stabbed him in the side, 
but yet he would still redeem us. Clean us up. Wash us in his own blood. But he cleaned us up. He redeemed us. He reconciled us. He called us back into our rightful place that was stolen since the time of Adam. He restored it all. Now we're royalty. Now we are seated in heavenly places, far above all principalities, powers, mights, and dominions, and over every name. Amen. So that should change your prayer life. Amen. That should cause you to walk and act like a king or a queen. Hallelujah. Some of you looking at me like I don't know what I'm talking about. All right. Let me go to Ephesians. Uh, If you can, turn with me to Ephesians 1 and 17. I'm going to go into uh, apostolic declarative uh, Paul the Apostle. He was once in that place, too, where he didn't believe in Jesus Christ, you know, until he met Jesus Christ. Amen. He had a full encounter with the Lord. That's why he's an apostle. Hallelujah. And he works and operates in signs, wonders, and miracles, and great works. 1 in 17, he's declaring this over the church of Ephesus. And brothers and sisters, I'm declaring that over your life. I'm declaring this over your life today. That the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give unto you the spirit of wisdom and revelation. In the knowledge of him, Jesus Christ. The eyes of our understanding being enlightened. Not these physical eyes, but the eyes of our understanding. Amen. That, that has to do with the heart. Okay. That's why a lot of us, we close our eyes when we pray. We're getting into the spiritual realm. We're closing our eyes because faith doesn't come by seeing, but it comes by believing. Amen. So Paul is saying the eyes of our understanding being enlightened, that we would have that light in our understanding, that we may know what the hope of his calling is, what the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints. So we have an inheritance. We have an inheritance. 2 Corinthians 8 and 9 says, uh, you, know the, you know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ Though he was rich in heaven, he came to earth and became poor so that we might become rich. We have an inheritance. So this is what Paul is declaring over the church is that the, the, the eyes of our understanding be open so that you would know the riches of your inheritance. You're no longer a slave. You're no longer a redneck. You're no longer this or that. But you are an heir of salvation. Amen? Come on. (laughs) Oh, yeah. You're an heir. Woo! All right, verse 18. The eyes of your understanding being enlightened that you may know, that we may know. We got to know today, saints. We have to know. We have to know that we know. If you still uh, doubting unbelief, then keep saying it until you feel it just, just like fire. It shut up in your bones. Amen? Amen. Then you're going to know. You're going to know. Verse 19. And what is the exceeding greatness of his power toward us who believe according to the working of his mighty power? 
which he wrought in Christ when he raised him from the dead and set him at his own right hand in the heavenly places far above all principalities, powers, mights, and dominions, and over every name that is named, not only in this world, but also in that which is to come, and have put all things under his feet, and gave him to be the head over all things, which is the church, which is the body, to the fullness of him that filleth all in all. Well, Ben, I still don't see how, what that has to do with me. It was talking about Christ. I'm not. I'm still down here. I'm still having this horrible experience or I'm still having frustrations with my life. I mean, it's good that happened to Christ. It's good that God raised Christ. Let me prove that to you. Chapter 2, verse 5. Even when we are dead in sins, God hath quickened us together with Christ. We are one body. Our spirit has no limits. Our spirit, man, because we are spirit, we live in a physical body, and we have a soul. So our spirit is with Christ. Amen? Amen. And that's where we rule and reign. And when we enter into the spirit realm, we are seated in heavenly places far above all principalities, powers, mights, and dominions. That's why Job... 2227 says that when a king decrees a thing or when a queen decrees a thing or declares a thing, it shall be established. Where the word of the king or queen is, there is power. There's power. You have power over your situation. It doesn't matter how old you are. It doesn't matter where you were born. Amen. It doesn't matter what side of the street you were on. You now have power. You have the same power that raised Jesus Christ from the dead living in your mortal bodies. Because you, once you were born again, your spirit was born again, and you have the very spirit of God. You have the same, very same anointing of God. Amen. That doesn't lose. That doesn't fail. That's why they say we are more than conquerors through Christ who's made us more than conquerors. That we are winners. Will never fail. Doesn't matter what, what it looks like. Uh-uh. Doesn't matter at all what it looks like. All right. So if we can get um, Romans 4.17 there, uh, Pat. All right. So this is one of the points of, of the lectures. Um, yeah, 17. Yep, that's good. Thanks, Pat. Wow, yep. Yep, that's fine. All right, the Apostle Paul again, speaking to the, the church in Rome. Have I, as I have made thee a father of many nations, speaking to Abraham, before him who believed... Even God, who quickeneth the, quickeneth the dead, and calleth those things that be not as though they were. Who against hope believed in hope, that he might become the father of many nations. According to that which he spoken, so shall thy seed be. And being not weak in faith, he considered not his own body, now dead, when he was about a hundred years, neither yet the deadness of Sarah's womb. 
He staggered not at the promise of God through unbelief, but was strong in faith, giving glory to God. Amen. He was strong in faith, giving glory to God. It tells us right there how to remain strong in faith. Give, give glory to God. Amen. Recognize, recognize to where the, the power is coming from. Hallelujah. Giving him glory. So it's God that quickens the dead. It's the power of God that quickens the dead. Amen. We saw that when Jesus raised Lazarus. When Jesus spoke, Lazarus come forth. Lazarus came forth from the dead. Amen. So it is that spirit that comes forth. It is that spirit that I released upon that car. I, over, I overrode their disbelief and I charged that car with my faith and it worked. When we were praying for people in the evangelist meeting, uh, declaring healing over them, declaring the same authority that Jesus has given us over the people, it overrode, overrode many sicknesses and diseases. Amen? So we call those things that be not as though they were. And it, it makes the example of Abraham. Why Abraham? Because Abraham is the father of our faith. Glory be to God. He's the one that God chose. He's the one that God handpicked and said, it's you, Abraham. You're going to be the father of many nations. And Abraham was like, what? Like most of us, right? When God says something profound, he says something prolific. We're like, what? What are you talking about? How can it be? God, you must have made a mistake. No, not me. You're not talking about me. Uh, you know, I was born of, 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 of this, you know, this clan, this tribe, this name. There's no good in my family. How could it possibly be me, right? So Abraham was going through this trip, just like we all trip when God says something. But no, Abraham, a guy was saying, no, I'm talking to you. I'm going to do a new thing. Once again, is anything too hard for me? I know you're old. You know, you're 99, but you're going to be the father, Abraham. You're the one that I selected because there's something special that I see about you. There's something about your believer that I've chosen you. And Abraham knew his wife couldn't, she couldn't conceive, couldn't have a baby. They tried that. They've been down that path many times. Couldn't happen, you know, didn't happen. And until God spoke that word. Abraham was not shaken. He did not stagger at the promise of God when God declared that word over his life. He was fully persuaded. When you get a, when you get a word from God, we have to be fully persuaded. Knowing that he, he that spoke it can surely bring it to pass. Amen. And wait, when the, when the anoint, and there's a difference. Pastor Tom teaches this all the time. There's a difference between the anointing in you and the anointing when it comes upon you. And, and we know we're not always touchy-feely, but if you ever feel the Spirit of the Lord come upon you, you know it's the Spirit of the Lord, just like the Lord told me to get out and do something. Amen. It comes out. It, it comes upon you to do a work outwardly. Amen. And it's for the people. So he was fully persuaded. So saints, we have to be fully persuaded. We have to be determined in our minds, knowing that we're going to see the fruit of God working in our life. We're going to see the fruit of God working in our children. We're going to see the fruit of God working in our finances. We're going to see the fruit of God working for our brothers and sisters in Christ. We're going to see the fruit of God in our families. We're going to see our families restored. Amen. Amen. And when God restores, when he restores, it's going to be better than before. Those of you who, who know how to restore automobiles, 
and their old automobiles and people put some money into those automobiles to restore them, you know, 67 classics, 65 classics or whatever, then they become worth what? Triple than they were, you know, years ago because people appreciate classics. Amen. Amen. So church say, I'm going to be better than before. My family, better than before. When God restores, it's better than before. Hallelujah. Okay. So as, as we see through the scriptures, we're seated in heavenly places far above all principalities, powers, minds, and dominions. Amen. And God has quickened us with the Lord. You know, uh, uh, Father God is looking at the right hand. There's Jesus, and Jesus is looking at his right hand, and there's the church. Amen? Amen. To give you kind of like a picture of what I'm saying. Okay, so you're there. Do you see yourself there Amen. this yes. morning? Amen. You see yourself in heavenly places. It's really beautiful. I mean, when I think about heaven, I, I see pretty clouds and pillars and angels floating around and stuff. I mean, however you picture heaven, but you're in heavenly places. Heaven, no doubt. You know, gold on the sidewalks, all that good stuff. Heavenly, right? Amen. I encourage you. Think a little bit more about heaven. That's good. That's a good meditation, right? Yeah. Are we, if we're going to be carriers of God's glory and we're trying to usher in heaven here, heaven in our homes, heaven in our churches, heaven in our communities, it's a good thing to think about heaven. Amen. And when we're, we're seated. Okay. So when we're in this place, as God is saying, call those things that are not as though they are. So this should revolutionize your prayer life. Instead of, uh, Father, um, I think, you know, um, I, if it be your will, you know what I mean? I'm kind of like believing for my, you know, my finances, you know. I'm like hoping maybe one day, you know, I can have enough. Or, yeah, yeah. What does what is 2 Corinthians 5, uh, 8, and, 8, 8 and 9 say? The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, right? No, he, he was rich in heaven. He became poor so that we might become rich. It's done. Has nothing to do with me looking at my bank account, uh, the status of my mortgage. I am rich, and I'm going to hold fast to that promise. Amen. Because trust me, believe me, the, the devil doesn't want you to have finances. He doesn't want you to have healing. He wants to reduce you to the ridiculous. He wants to make a spectacle out of you, but you have to, you have to resist the devil. You have to stand flat-footed on the word of God and continue to declare the Lord from your seated place, your position of power. It's a position of power in which the church has been raised. Amen? Amen. Amen. This political situation and going on in our country, we have to declare integrity will be restored to our nation. Hallelujah. Those who lie, those who betray shall be taken care of. Amen. Justice shall be rendered in the earth. We have to say prayers like that. Prayers with authority. Calling those things that be not as though they are. You believe in God for health? By, by your stripes, I'm healed. From the crown of the head to the soles of my feet, I walk in power. I walk in victory. I have supernatural strength like Samson. I can run through a troop. I can leap over walls. Greater is he in me than he is in the entire world. Hallelujah. 
Moses was 120 years old. The scripture says that his natural strength did not abate, nor did his eyes grow dim. That sounds like a promise. 120. I don't see too many people 120 walking around today. Still have his natural strength, too. Huh? Abraham, 99, having a baby. Huh? We listen to these, to these reports out here that are just like so whack. Can we get your vaccine? Can we get your vaccine? I'm going to stand on the word. You know what I mean? Pastor Tom knows how, how I stand about that, and, and, and he's with me. You know, he don't get sick. I don't get sick either. I'm not claiming that. That's not what the word says. The word says that we are healed by his stripes. What is a vaccine going to do for me? Except mess me up. I move off of my faith. Not doing that. I'm staying on the word. This word was established. The heavens and the earth were established by the word of God, not by no vaccine. Don't come to me talking crazy. Come on. Men and women, you got to stand in your authority. It's not enough for Pastor Tom to, to, to stand in authority for you. It's not enough for a couple of pastors, a couple of men and women of God to stand in authority. You have to take your authority. You have to take your rightful place and get the marbles off your mouth and speak the word of God. Declare the word of God over your life and over your family. Don't make excuses. You're 80 years old. You're this. You're that. Moses was 120 years ago. Stand on that promise. And don't take no for an answer. Let the fire of God come from your belly. It's time. You're either going to move back or you're going to push back. Which one are you going to be? You're going to push back. You're going to subdue. You're going to put him under your feet. Where he belongs. Luke 10, 19. You think he's, Jesus was really talking about serpents and scorpions? He's talking about demons and people who want to keep those demons and keep wanting to be wicked, even though Christ came, the Redeemer came to break that off people, but people want to stay in their junk. He paid a heavily price. I got a guy that comes to me, and I'm tolerating him. I'm being patient with him. Jehovah's Witness, there ain't, ain't no hell. There ain't no hell. No, that's not what my Jesus said. He said, if there, any be, if there be any other way, Father, take it. He said, let me do it. Take this cup from me, Jesus. That's what he said in the garden of Gethsemane. But God said there was no other way. There was no other way to save people, to redeem people. No other way. So our Messiah, he paid a heavy price to redeem humanity. And he was the only one that can do it. And dying on the cross was the only way. Going to hell, hallelujah, was the only way to get the people to preach the captives that were there since the time of, of Noah. That's what the scripture teaches us. There was no other way. There was no other redeemer. Got another friend. You think somebody else is the Messiah. Sometimes all you can do is pray for people, and I mean it. And again, we're praying with power. We're praying authority. We're praying that light be released in their life, the light of Christ, so they can knock off this, all this, these dumb spirits off the people because there's a lot of dumb doctrines out there. And, and hey, I was, I was a part of that, okay? So 
Yeah, amen. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Thank you for his deliverance. Thank you for his mighty power. I, th I thank him every day. And every day he's, he's, he's working on my understanding. He's working on the light of my understanding and my heart. And I, and I, and I see clearly now. More and more. I can see clearly now the rain is gone. Amen. That was prophetic. Another good meditation. Well, Ben, that song was in the world. Well, we need to take some of those songs back. Amen. We'll go back into the enemy's camp and take back what belongs to us. Some of those songs are really good, and they have good meaning. And everybody out there making songs ain't from the devil. They're, a lot of them are born again anyway. Amen. Amen. So we're declaring with power, saints of God. Uh, just want to use my wife's example as far as uh, declaring. Because when, you know, in our younger years, you know, the, the days when they were much smaller, um, like most women, a, a, a woman or your wife, they want a house, right? <laughs> Men, we can live in a cave. <laughs> We can live in an apartment, but uh, most most women, you know, it's a generalization. Generalization, so understand. You want it, They want a house. They want. They, they want their kid. I think the kitchen is the, the one of their favorite rooms. You know, skip the bedroom, just the kitchen. How's the kitchen look? <laughs> right. How many cabinets does it have? Right. Joni, how she was. Wendy. Amen. That's right. My wife says she, she backed up off that kitchen thing. And I understand it. She cooked, cooked many years. She, she's, she's earned my respect right there. Amen. But, uh, yeah, so when we were, we were younger, younger-er. Yeah, that was, that was one of her things. She, she wanted a house. And, and uh, it's like going through that process, there was always something. You know, either the credit was off or we didn't have enough money, we didn't have a down payment. Da, 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 da. So we end up spending uh, a ton of money on renting, renting and leasing stuff. But she would hold fast that confession. I want my house. I want my house. So came pretty close a couple of times. Got a two-story house in Georgia. Beautiful backyard, but we were renting. So that wasn't the house that we wanted. Another time we came. Another beautiful house. They're on the southwest side of uh, Port St. Lucie. Uh, beautiful house, beautiful deal, all that good stuff. But we were still renting until we started doing what the Lord wanted us to do with his money and using wisdom. And the Lord told us to, hey, get into real estate. And we, we both attempted that. And she was successful. She got her real estate license, and, and I wasn't. But... I didn't let that get to me. That's okay. Hey, if the grace is with you, praise the Lord. She got a real estate license. To make a long story short, we now have a house. Amen. Amen. She, hasn't, she hasn't moved off of her calling and, and that, that desire that she had. And I respected her desire. Um, growing up, I mean, I, I seen my father provide. He's a great, great daddy. And, and even his daddy was great. Uh, my grandfather, we lived... We lived in a home um, that was given to us by him, my grandfather, and, and it had a second house. So uh, 
I was kind of good with houses, you know what I mean? Um, but I understand, and I still understand that, that that house was special to her. It was something that she wanted to have. So I did whatever we, we had to do to get it. Oh, okay. Amen, amen. So since she was the real estate agent of our house, uh, there was a, a, a wonderful commission in it for her, and, and we were happy about that. We're happy about that. So in our particular case, yeah, in our particular case, it was, it was 25 years. It was similar. It was, I, I compare that to what happened in Abraham's life because it was 25 years before he got um, Isaac. Amen. So I say that to say if you're really believing something and, it, and it's, it's been years, it's been a long time, whether it be a husband, whether it be a wife, stay on your profession. And, and put it into your imagination. Get it into your heart. The Bible calls it the cardia. That, that's, that's your spirit. That's, that's, that's all your thoughts, your, your, your spirit, and then also your imagination. When you close your time, when you close your eyes during your prayer time, whatever that desire is that you have, see it. See it with your spirit, man. Amen. You don't have to see it with your physical eyes, but see it. This is how we br bring things to pass is we, we believe it in our hearts. We believe it wholeheartedly. Amen. And then we also declare it. This is mine. This house belongs to me. Amen. And my seed, my grandchildren will have this house. They will be heirs, you know, and I will leave an inheritance for my children's children. That's a good confession. Amen. Amen. So husbands are coming. Husbands will manifest. Hallelujah. When we're positioned in the right place. Wives will manifest. Wives, those who you need, wives. Amen. Those who you need, wives, they, they will manifest. Amen. Because those who have a wife have a good thing. <laughs> Amen. That's right. Hey, they, they don't only feed you solid food, okay? They feed you a lot of good stuff. So, yeah, you'll have a wife. Glory be to God. And men, um, I'm learning. I'm, I'm, I'm learning. Amen. And uh, I'm learning that I have to love my wife more. And, and God is showing me ways to love my wife more. And we should do the things. We should do the things and we should treat our wife in a way that makes her smile and, and not get angry. It, angry we should we should be out to to please them amen and that's that's uh that should be on our heart and uh the lord also says that we, we don't we don't love our wives enough we have to we have to get into the spirit and let the lord convey on ways in which we can show our appreciation for our wives amen um I'm going to go into, Pat, if you could uh, bring up Matthew 6 and 9. I want to highlight, uh, highlight the declarative prayer of our Lord Jesus. When he was, he was positioned to ask, the disciples asked him, Lord, well, we don't even know where to start. How do we pray? And again, Jesus is calling those things that be not as though they were. If you, if you study this prayer, how many of you know the Lord's Prayer by heart? Yeah. Yeah. Flip your hands up. 
Okay, we're going to read it one time together, and then and I'll proceed. Ready? Go. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Your kingdom come, your will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us of our debts as we forgive our debtors. And do not lead us in temptation. Deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever. Amen. You notice how that, pl- that prayer is, uh, and again, I enjoy you, enjoying you to say that prayer more often. Okay, it's going to add structure to your prayer life. All right. And then it's also powerful um, and it's declarative because Jesus is the king. Okay, in case you're wondering, he's a king, priest and prophet. Okay, so he operates in those three functionalities in which, again, we do, too. All right. So a king, again, has provision. A priest stands in the in the in the in the in the middle between man and their sin. And then also a prophet will declare what's coming to pass. He will declare the will of the Lord into the earth, and we can do those things. So he said, our Father. Man, that was a revelation. And for some of us today, that's still a revelation (laughs) because we're still thinking earthly. We're, We're thinking carnal things. Again, get out of the carnal realm. Stay in the spiritual realm. Give us this day our daily bread. We already have all of our provisions met. Because the Lord is our shepherd, and we shall not want, we shall not lack any good thing. Huh? Forgive us of our debts as we forgive our debtors. I don't, I'm, not holding it, I'm not holding against anything against anybody. Anybody. Because that's what our Lord says. Forgive us. Start with me, Lord. Lord, please forgive me. Now, if I can't forgive others, why should the Lord forgive me? Mm-hmm. So for, uh, unforgiveness is a no-no in the house of God, in the family of God. Amen. Because this is our family. I have I have Portuguese brothers and sisters. I have white brothers and sisters. I have uh, African brothers and sisters. All of them are different cultures, but they're still my brothers and sisters. Amen. Why should I get Why should I get You know, yeah, yeah, division. Yeah, yeah. And you know what? Some of the stuff we just need to talk about because there's been a lot of bloodshed over the over the years and people are still hurting. People are still not over a lot of stuff that happened in history. So from time to time I do invite conversations to to have with you know culturally. Let's let's chop it up. Let's sit down. Let's talk about some things. I encourage people to do that. You know, well people, you know, they want to avoid fights and stuff like that. And yeah, you know, fights have broken out over certain things, over the Nazis and the Jews or over the blacks and the whites, over slavery. Come on. Am I right? And there's still a lot of name calling going on out there in the world, right? But Jesus said, he said, our father. Let's recognize one thing. It's really our father. Why? Because he made us all. He's a maker of all of us. And to him is our return. See, and that's what's so powerful about hope. You know, we we live in the the now. We have faith for the now, but we also have our hope. Our hope is in Jesus because Jesus is standing in our future. Amen. And because Jesus is in our future, he promises a good future. So we don't have to be concerned about the future, wondering if we're going to have enough in the future. Jesus is there. He's assured our hope. And Paul has encouraged us to wear a helmet, which is the hope of salvation. Amen. Yeah. He said, don't let nothing come against your hope. Believers, if you if you wake up one day, you're repressed, you better depressed. You better grab a hold of that scripture. And said, the Lord has paid for my hope. And he has. 
the, the, the crown of thorns were placed on Jesus' head. Amen. The chastisement of our peace was upon him. Man, say that. That's yours. It belongs to you. It belongs to me. Those are spiritual attacks. It's, stop blaming yourself when you feel certain ways. Those are spiritual, those are spiritual darknesses coming against you. You have to come back and declare the word of God. Don't blame yourself. Don't get caught into a frenzy, but immediately start declaring. Whatever, whatever quickens in your spirit to say, say it. I will live and not die and declare the works of the Lord. Whatever it is. What are we doing? What are we doing? Come on, let's stay on the word of God. Okay, so the word, as you see, is declarative. You know, what did Jesus say to the storm when, it, when the storm came? Be still. Was that necessarily scripture? No, he, he just took authority over it. So my father made you storm. You know, now the demons, the spirits are, you know, manipulating the weather. They're spirits. Amen. Come on, let's understand the spiritual world. In other words, spirits don't have no limitations. Okay, they can possess you. They can possess animals. They can become in mechanicals. That's why you see so many accidents on 95. And I also encourage you brothers to pray for those highways and byways out there. A lot of people's lives are, are taken out there because of mechanical failures. Yes, and, and not all people are stupid. Not all people can't drive. Those are spirits working. Amen. All right, all right, brothers and sisters. All right, so we're going to move more into the declarative. We're going to move, move more into calling those things that be not as though we were. We're going to call our husband in. We're going to call our wives in. We're going to call in financial prosperity. We're going to call in, you know, things that are not, you know, our health. Sickness, does, sickness and disease does not belong to us. Hallelujah. Jesus also gave us the keys to heaven. He said, whatever you bind on earth shall be bound in heaven. Whatever you loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. So there was uh, recently uh, at work in the office, there was uh, a couple of ladies, and I had a conversation, a really nice conversation with a lady, uh, you know, friendly conversation, because, you know, we're like, we're, fr we're friends, we talk and stuff like that, but um, it was like just the other day, I don't know, this other lady shows up, and they're talking about horoscopes, right, and they're going into horoscopes, they're saying stuff I never even heard before, and uh, so I know what that's about, yeah. those are familiar spirits, those are those are demons. Those are that's giving permission to the devil to work in your life, because now he has a right, so to speak. He has a legal right to be in your life. So they're speaking all that up. So I'm I'm in the marketplace, right? I'm not gonna go off and and and, and you know start binding them and 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 loosing them right there. I'm gonna sit where I'm where I'm supposed to sit and do my job, but very quietly. I come against that spirit. I bind that spirit in the mighty name of Jesus. Hallelujah. I loose the authority of Jesus Christ in this place. Devil, you have no right to be here. And they know. So I, I looked at my watch or the clock, 
And it, within 20 minutes, all that stuff ceased. It was gone. But simply taking your authority, coming against those dark spirits, whatever they might be, and loosing the kingdom of heaven wherever you go, wherever you go. There shouldn't be a building that we don't walk in that we're not aware or we're not releasing the kingdom of heaven into that place. We're declaring the word of the Lord in that place. We're declaring the will of God. Nothing hindered, nothing delayed coming forth from us for our lives and for the benefit uh, the benefit of humanity. Um, if we can use that last slide, brother. Um, but horoscopes, and I want to pray. If, you, if you've done that, no guilt or condemnation on you, but I want to pray for you. If, you're, if you feel, if you're being honest with yourself, okay, you're in the presence of the Lord. When I call, call this prayer, come down, okay? If, if your prayer, you know your prayer life doesn't have any power, uh, if, you, if you're looking at horoscopes, if you're doing yoga, if you're doing any of this stuff, because I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to expose it, I want you to come down and let me agree with you in prayer so that you have victory over that thing. Amen? All right. All right. So, all right, I'm going to read a scripture in Deuteronomy. Okay, these are, these are instructions for the Lord. As, as the people of God are going into the promised land because... The Lord had told Joshua, the Lord had told Moses that this is the land that I want to give you. This is the land that's going to be flowing with milk and honey. This is where I want you guys to be. But unfortunately, there's some people doing some crazy stuff in that land. I don't want them to be there anymore. And you know what? The battle's already yours. Okay, so this is God talking to Moses. Amen. And Moses had a, 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 a right-hand man. His name was Joshua. All right, but in this particular case, this is what Moses is writing. So it's Deuteronomy 18 and 9. And it says, When thou art come into the land which the Lord thy God giveth thee, thou shalt not learn to do after the abominations of those nations. So God, God really doesn't like them, okay? And this is, this is I'm going to give you some reasons why where God just doesn't like what they're doing. He loves them. Amen. Amen. Let's get that right. It's not the people. It's what they submitted to. Yeah. All right? Let's keep it New Testament. All right? So, there shall not be found among you anyone that maketh his son or his daughter pass through the fire. All right? Is that enough to make you hate something? Were you making little kids burn up in fire? There it is in the Word. All right? Don't do that. He's telling the people of God, don't make your sons and daughters go through the fire. You know, I didn't create them to do that. Or that uses divination. Divination is, again, opening the door to, to demon spirits. They will talk to you. You want to talk to them? They'll talk to you. Okay, you open up the door, Ouija boards and stuff like that, witchcraft, J.K. Rowling and all that. They're, they're witches. All right, but they try to make it so cartoonish. You know, we're so harmless. The devil, that's one of his tricks is to make everything fair-seeming, like it's okay. You know, we're friendly, and then it grows on you. So an example of that will be he, the, the devil was a serpent in the garden, but in Revelation, he's a dragon. He grows to be a great big dragon. So just a little inch, and then he begins to take more and more of your life. Okay, so they're tricky like that. They're liars. They're, de they're deceivers. <clears throat> or 
an observer of times. That's what horoscopes are dealing with, okay? Or an enchanter or a witch. See, a witch, you can have charismatic witches, which are going to bring curses on Christians because they're praying out of the will of God and they're, they're, they're praying against the will of Christ. So we know them as charismatic witchcraft. You know, I don't like you, so I'm going to come against you. I'm going to pray that you're not successful, this, that, and the other. So Jesus is saying, or the word is saying, no witches. You know, don't open the light just to get your way. Okay, that's not what we're doing. We're doing God's way. Not my, my way, not Tasha's way, not Pastor Tom's. It's what the Lord said. Amen? Not what you, you know. Witches, warlocks, that's what they do. What do I want? How can I get this power? How can I wield this power? You know, how can I just put a hex on you, just take you out of business? I'm going to do that. This is what they do. Or a charmer or a consulter with familiar spirits or a wizard or a necromancer. That's somebody who talks to the dead. For all these things are an abomination unto the Lord. And because of these abominations, the Lord, thy God, does drive them out from before thee. Thou shalt be perfect with the Lord thy God for these nations which thou shalt possess. Hearken unto observers of times, uh, astrologers, and unto diviners. But as for thee, the Lord thy God hath not suffered thee to do so. So basically, uh, Zodiac's horoscopes, they originate out of Babylon. So Babylon, they were polytheistic. They, were, they, they worshiped many gods. Okay, they didn't know the God, nor did they... Uh, know the God of Israel, nor did they observe the God of Israel. And so they, they, they were kind of enemies a long time. So for us, the people of God to get involved in something that's polytheistic, it goes against the foundation of what we believe. Amen. Amen. So, I mean, if you just look, what is this? Constellations, and they're supposed to represent uh, an Aries. I mean, this right here is supposed to be a ram. Or, you know, a crab, this constellation, you know, that don't look like the truth. don't even look like the truth. You know what I mean? It looks like something crazy. But you got people walking around here saying, I'm, I'm a cancer or I'm a Leo. How about you're a son of God? You're a daughter of the living God. You want to open your horoscope and, and read what the horoscope says? No, you're inviting, you're inviting witchcraft into your life. You open the door for that stuff. So at this time, I'm going to ask you to come down and pray. I'm going to agree with you in prayer. And let God, let Yeshua be king over your life. Thank you.